0: Hi, I'm Abby and this is the Ice Cream Social. Hey, folks, welcome to the show. Uh, This is the very first episode, which is fun and scary. Not scary in like an, ah, way, but more in like a, does my voice sound as bad to everyone else as it sounds to me kind of way. Uh, (laughs) To be fair, it probably sounds even worse than normal, though, because I had the plague a couple weeks ago, and I do still have a gnarly cough. But I'll do my best to edit it out if I start hacking in the middle of today's story. If I can figure out how to edit it out. This is all new to me, so yeah. Well, uh, I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while, and I figured new year, new hobby. Uh, It's just me hosting today, but I am interested in finding a co-host for the shebang. If anyone out there is listening and thinks they may be interested or know someone who would be perfect, stay tuned or skip ahead, and I will explain at the end of the episode kind of what I'm looking for in a co-host. Again, that info will be at the end of the episode. So just a quick about me, I'm originally from the Buffalo Niagara Falls area of New York, but I've been living in Virginia Beach for five years now. My day job is grooming dogs, which is about as fun as you'd think it would be. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. (laughs) I have three of my own rainbow colored dogs and I love creepy stuff, hence the podcast. Uh, One thing about me, I love terrible and absolutely atrocious puns and such, and I figured what better way to start off a horror podcast than with a really dumb joke. So, (laughs) here it goes. Please don't stop listening. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. And now that you've all suffered through that, let's get right into this. Today's story is all about the lore and dark history of Devil's Hole Gorge, specifically the Devil's Hole Cave, or the Cave of the Evil Spirit. So, Niagara Falls itself has tons of dark history. I mean, it's a wonder of the world, but also a monstrous crashing waterfall where many people have sadly met their peril uh, pretty much since its first discovery by man. Which, I mean, I could probably go on and on about Niagara Falls itself. Uh, like, when I was Googling the story, I came across an interesting Wikipedia page chronicling all of the people that have been recorded going over the falls and whether they lived or died. Which is super wild and morbid if you're interested in looking it up. Uh, little shout out to the first person to survive going over the falls, Annie Edison Taylor, who apparently was an OG bad bitch. Uh, I guess she sent her cats over the falls first in a barrel to test out if the barrel thing would work. And when it did, she went over in a barrel two days later. And this was like 1853, I believe. And apparently she did it for the clout and it was like a money-making scheme for her. Uh, <laughs> badass. There's an old black and white picture of her posing with her barrel on the Wikipedia page. So, I don't know, pretty neat. Check it out. Um, I also noticed that a lot of people seem to go over the falls on or around July 4th. I don't know what that says about America, but I, don't, I, dig, I digress. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the area downriver of the falls themselves. This area is the Devil's Hole Gorge. The gorge was created over the past 10,000 years, uh, carved out by a waterfall that came to flow from runoff of the melting glaciers after the Ice Age. This waterfall then petered out over time and existed as a creek for a while. Plenty Run Creek. But nowadays, it's pretty much non-existent. Um, You know, if it rains a lot, sometimes there's like a little trickle there, but most of the time it's completely dry. Um, There are two cave systems in this area, which were formed in the rock over 460 million years ago. You know, so like yesterday. Uh, One of which is the Devil's Hole Cave that this story is centered around. And the other cave, I don't even know what it was called, it seems to be totally non-threatening. It's like the benevolent twin of the other cave, like the good and nice one that didn't bother to make history. It's just doing its thing, being a cave, and that's enough. (laughs) Um, So anyway, the gorge is kind of like a steep cliffside on both sides of the Niagara River, if you can picture that. It's a 300-foot drop from the top down to the rapids and whirlpools that churn in the river below. So I'm from this area, and let me tell you, it's it's a beautiful hike, but damn, is it a workout. It says online it's 410 steps down just to the cave uh, in the all. These are like big cobblestone type steps, and they're over 100 years old. The whole hike is one big loop, and again, it's gorgeous, but there are so many stairs. I have been victimized by these stairs so many times. Probably too many times, but I'll probably I'm sure I'll go back. Yeah, every time I visit, I pretty much go back. Um, Side note, I have also been victimized by the Whirlpool jet boat ride that cruises around the river right there. Uh, You might think it sounds like a blast, like riding through all those waves and rapids, like how cool. But oh, my God, when I went, it was September and the water had turned over for the season like the week before. And it was so cold they use this analogy when you're there that like, you know how it feels to jump into a swimming pool, riding the jet boat through the rapids feels like the swimming pool is jumping onto you. Uh, And I just remember sitting there like freezing and feeling like I was being waterboarded and I had literal tears streaming down my face. And my mom was like looking over at me like, why are you crying right now? I, I never cry. Um, And I I just I like couldn't handle it and at the end of it I was like thank God it's finally over I could see like the home base building coming into view and then everybody on the boat literally starts chanting let's go again let's go again and I'm like let's not go again like for the love of God let's not go again and I will be damned if they didn't turn the boat around and prolong my nightmare. All right. I'm just reliving my trauma over here. Um, I will point out that other participants seem to really enjoy themselves on the ride. So, you know, if you're at Niagara Falls, don't not do this on my account. Maybe you like being blasted with so much water it's hard to breathe. That might be your thing. Who am I to keep you from it? (laughs) All right, so back to the story. The Devil's Hole State Park was founded in 1927, but its dark history really starts long before that. Before white people came and so rudely claimed all of the land here from indigenous people, many Native Americans were settled in this area of New York. First. Yes. First. (laughs) The history is a little blurry because not much was written down, but one of the earliest settlers here was believed to be the neuter nation of Native Americans. They actually lived inside the Devil's Hole Cave. Inside of it. I know. I guess at this time, the cave went over a mile in length into the earth, And I read somewhere that when a railroad was being built over the gorge, the cave partially caved in, no pun intended. And nowadays the cave is only 30 foot deep or so because they put up a man-made wall there for safety. Um, But back when the neuter nation resided here, it was super deep and plenty of space for them to, you know, live there. Uh, There was a large triangle shaped rock too, that jutted out in front of the mouth of the cave and that protected them from attacks. But it has since eroded over time. It's still there, but it's a lot smaller now. Um, There also used to be a large boulder at the start of the trail that may or may not still be there. There's differing accounts on this. Um, It's referred to as Council Rock, and it was believed that this was where great chiefs would hold yearly council. They would stand around the rock with one hand pressed firmly to the stone. No one really knows why they did this, but... Over time, it was believed that if you held your hand to the rock, like they did, it would drive the devil away for one year. Which I thought was kind of interesting because a lot of the lore following, like surrounding this place follows the idea that bad luck from the Devil's Hole Cave will follow you and strike years later in your life. So, the neuter nation would typically kill any outsider or traveler that entered the gorge area. People in the surrounding parts of New York started calling it the Devil's Hole when their loved ones began to disappear after stating their plans to travel here. I mean, they had no idea where they had gone or what had taken them, so they just started calling the place Devil's Hole. Uh, later in the timeline, the Seneca Nation was believed to be residing in this area. They believed that the cave f- oh my God, I can't talk they believed that the cave was home to an incredibly malevolent spirit that was in the form of a giant horned snake no thank you, referred to, okay, I'm really going to mess up this pronunciation, Hennessey, Ono, Hennessy Ono, Hennessy Ono, okay, I really tried to find the right way to say that, I gave it an honest Googles and everything, but nothing came up at all, it's totally ungooglable, uh, Hennessy Ono, all right, so they believe that this evil spirit lived in the cave, and when the gorge was carved out by water and the mouth of the cave was open to the world, they believe the evil spirit was able to escape from the cave and wreak havoc. Now these Native Americans were really afraid of the cave. They heard screams, moaning, and disembodied voices coming from it. And it was said that young men who went into the cave with dark hair would emerge again, raving maniacs with their hair having gone completely white. Okay, they got real bad vibes here. I mean, obviously, because that sounds crazy. Uh, Okay, so then one of the earliest recorded stories of the Devil's Hole Cave came from explorer Robert Cavalier LaSalle. He was the fifth white person to set foot on Niagara County soil in 1669. And let me tell you, Homeboy loved exploring the Niagara Falls area. He came to explore here something like 20 times over the next decade, which it probably doesn't sound like a lot, but like back then, think of how difficult it was to travel anywhere. It was 1669. Okay, like you couldn't call an Uber and hop over to the town next door. Um, so when he first came to Devil's Hole, he was with his Native American guide. He saw the Devil's Hole cave and he was super intrigued. And I mean, if you look at pictures online of the cave, it is scary looking. And it's, in a, it's scary in a way that makes you like curious, you know. Uh, so LaSalle's guide warned him to stay away from it, though, saying, listen, bro, that cave is creepy as shit. And haunted by a giant horned snake spirit, like, don't go in there, my dude. It's, you know, that's verbatim what he probably said to LaSalle, I imagine. (laughs) So LaSalle heeded his guide's advice, and they left. But his curiosity got the best of him, and he returned a few days later on his own, and had to see the cave. Idiot. In the cave, he heard a voice speaking to him in the Iroquois language, which, like, ah... That's so scary. Uh, The voice told him to return to his home in Canada, and wealth and success would be his. However, the voice warned, should you go west in exploration, disappointment and failure will haunt your days, and you'll die alone in the wilderness with birds stripping the flesh from your bones. Oof. Listen, if a disembodied voice in a cave told me some shit like that, I would be like, whatever you say. Like, I will never go west again, ever. Like, I I just don't know. So, okay, for a while, he did return home, and things went well for him. He listened to the voice. But years later, he was like, oh, who's this voice on the cave telling me what to do? You know, like a white man. <laughs> and he didn't listen, and he headed west. Idiot. LaSalle lost everything and was eventually killed by his own men and left to rot by the side of the road. So, I mean, the cave was right. but Uh, Now, about a century later, the Devil's Hole Massacre took place. So, in this time, this area was used heavily for transportation to and from the major military forts in the area, such as, like, Fort Niagara. Uh, The gorge was especially treacherous back then. I mean, you know, it was for probably up until the last 100 years. Um, You know, it wasn't a state park yet or anything. It was wilderness with literal footpaths. Um, And the Native Americans were skillful when it came to maneuvering the terrain because, you know, they've been there so long. And the British would often actually employ them to move goods. And this was all fine and dandy and working out until the British obtained new wagons that made it way easier to navigate and the Native Americans were soon out of the job. So this is believed to be one thing that led to an angry uprising under the Seneca chief Pontiac. Now, on September 14th, 1763, a convoy of British troops were leaving Fort Niagara with goods and passed by the gorge. Wow, I'm sorry, I can't read. And passed by the gorge. A group of 500 Senecas and others were laying in wait They were under the ruthless command of a war chief named farmer's brother i wonder if his sibling went by war chief's brother um so as the convoy approached they jumped out and attacked killing every single person in the convoy except two who ran to lewiston for help well one other person survived too a young boy who tried to jump over the cliffside to get away and his backpack was caught on a tree branch he hung there suspended in the air hidden by the brush, and actually survived the incident. Um, when the two other survivors that had gotten away came back with a rescue party from Lewiston, they were also all killed quite quickly. All 100 men were beaten, killed, my least favorite, scalped, uh, and their bodies were thrown into the rapids below. The small creek that trickled through the area ran thick with blood, earning its name, Bloody Run Creek. So now we're going to fast forward to the 1900s. An electric railway called the Great Gorge Trolley passed by Devil's Hole several times a day, which totally seems like a good idea, right? Uh, And it, it seemed to be plagued with bad luck from the start. On September 6, 1901, even President William McKinley saw the Devil's Hole cave as he rode the trolley. Hours later, on that very same day, he was assassinated at the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo. Also in town for the exposition were the Duke and Duchess of York. And they actually refused to ride the trolley because of what had happened to McKinley. And they would only explore the Canadian side of the falls. In 1907, the trolley's conductor, Joseph Menzer, was decapitated by an avalanche of ice and snow that killed him and seven other passengers, which is horrible. Um, In 1917, 12 passengers died and 24 were injured when the trolley car literally flew from the tracks and was pitched down the cliffside and into the rapids below. And the worst part is that a customs agent actually warned staff of dangerous conditions half an hour before the accident, but nothing was done about it. Yikes. Uh, The trolley was then closed and put out of commission for obvious reasons. And nowadays, the area still has its fair share of creepiness and bad luck. Statistically, there's a death in the area almost every single year, whether it's a slip and fall, drowning, or suicide. I believe someone that went to my high school actually drowned in the gorge when he was fishing with his dad, which is just so horrific and sad. And when I had heard about it, I didn't even, like, know anything about the creepiness of the area. And now it's just surreal thinking about that and... It's so sad. Um, So visitors here still experience disembodied voices, shrieking, and moans. Uh, Some have the feeling of being watched or the sensation of the gentle brush of something passing you by. Big ew. No thanks. I'll see myself out. Um, Despite the cave's name, there aren't really any historical satanic ties here or a reference to the occult. Um, Though many do use the cave's name for inspiration, it seems, and they do go here to perform dark rituals. Pentagrams are often found drawn around and in the cave, along with the bodies of dead cats and other animals, which, like, (sighs) you know, leave the kitties out of it, people. Like, come on. Uh, For the most part, though, teenagers go here to party these days. And if you hike to the cave, you'll see it's been heavily defaced by graffiti and so much litter, it's ridiculous. Again, come on, people, (sighs) youths. But anyway, it's said that if you visit Devil's Hole Cave and take a rock with you as a souvenir, you will certainly be cursed. Lots of people online have claimed to have taken rocks, and to this day, they've been fine. However, I will remind you all that it took like 20 years for LaSalle the Explorer's bad luck to come to fruition, sealing his bad fate forever but I just think it would be safer to respect the home of the evil horned snake spirit in the first place. Don't you? Thanks for listening. If there is anyone out there listening, could be just talking to myself. Either way, it's fine. Um, I got a lot of information for this episode from Niagara falls com. Um, I just wanted to mention them um, because they have a lot of great accounts of lore that's local to this area. If you wanted to check it out and uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please, please follow on social media. You can find it at, at Ice Cream Social Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And please share, tell your brother, your mother, your sister, your lover, all about the show. Unless you didn't like the show, then keep it to yourself. Um, and I want this to be a podcast that lots can enjoy. So I'll be posting some general surveys on Instagram so that I can better understand what listeners want in terms of like episode length, content, etc. cetera. So check it out. Help a girl out. Um, Okay, so if you're still here, um, as I was saying at the beginning of this episode, I am interested in finding a co-host. I think it might be a lot more fun to tell someone these stories in real time and get to hear some stories too. Plus, sharing the labor of behind-the-scenes stuff would probably make my life easier, I'm sure. Um, I am extremely open-minded in what I'm looking for here, like, Really, guys, I want a co-host that is wildly passionate about whatever stories they're going to research and tell. And as long as your content is creepy, I'm interested. So, you know, you want to talk about paranormal stuff too? Cool. The occult? Okay. True crime? Absolutely, dude. And I will say I really enjoy hearing true crime stories, but researching them just doesn't interest me. So, you know, if you want to do that, absolutely my soul is just too soft to deep dive into the horrible things people do to each other but i'd love to be an audience to your retelling um experience with podcasting would probably be a plus but i have no idea what i'm doing so how could i possibly hold it against you if you have no idea what you're doing either um the main main thing that i can't stress stress blah, blah the main thing that i can't stress enough is that it's important to me that you're kind and, you know, this is an all-inclusive PC show, guys. I'm not trying to alienate anyone here or hurt feelings. That's just not my thing. And if you're an asshole, don't reach out to me because this is not the show for you. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in becoming best friends and co-hosts, send me an email at icecreamsocialpod at gmail.com, which I will list that in the show notes. And, again, thanks for listening. Tell your fellow creeps about it. And I'll leave you with another joke, because why not? Uh, Okay, what do you call a pencil with two erasers? Pointless.